You'll be surprised at the things you find when you go looking. everyone, this is The Rest is Confetti, and I'm Macy. And Courtney. And joining us today is a very special guest, the lesser known, Fourth Olsen twin, <laughs> Keith Olsen. Keith Olsen. Keith! Okay, and today we watched, well this week we watched The Void. I watched some of it while I was driving. <laughs> Which That's we, not safe. We don't condone. <laughs> we don't condone that. No. As a don't company. Don't do that. Alrighty, so our we, lawyers were contact your lawyers. <laughs> Keith's a bad influence. We're gonna laugh the whole a lot. podcast a lot. Okay, so uh, ooh, I gotta get into practice. It's like I've gotten used to recording with Courtney, and I there's an extra person and a turtle here. So I have to, <laughs> there is a little there baby a snapping turtle. We are also joined by Max, Keith and Courtney's pet snapping turtle. So that's awesome. He's so cool. Ooh, okay. So, we watched The Void this week, and Courtney's going to take the synopsis, then we'll start discussing the film. Shortly after delivering a patient to an understaffed hospital, a police officer experiences strange and violent occurrences seemingly linked to a group of mysterious hooded figures. It's another cult movie, guys. Cult movies are the best. The best. All right, so The Void... I don't think any of us really have a history with this film, like any nostalgia. Now you tell us about anything. it. We were like, yeah. "Whoa!" Yeah, I started. It'd been on my watch list, and I started watching it at the gym. And then the person behind me kind of strongly implied that they would like me to turn it off. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Fair. So Courtney, actually, I started watching it before you, and then oh, yeah, you finished right. it before me, and then Keith watched it after the fact. Yes. Okay. So it's all very incestuous, though. <laughs> very incestuous. Darling. <laughs> We've been drinking as per <clears throat> usual, so cheers. Well, margarita right now, mojitos earlier. Mm-hmm. This podcast brought to you by Jose Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, what do we usually do? We did history. Now we're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about the movie. About this gory, just love letter to H.P. Lovecraft yes. and others like John Carpenter. Uh, Keith, why don't you tell us what your thoughts were when you first saw the movie? I'm going to interview you. Okay. So, on first watch, um, I really liked it on first watch. Particularly because I thought the story was a lot of fun. I don't think that's something you usually get in a horror movie. I don't think you get a fun story kind of with it. Um, and while this movie is incredibly dark in content, um... I thought the overall kind of, like you said, HP Lovecraftiness of it does bring a certain surreal element to it um, that I think you allows, allows you to enjoy the dark content. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah it's, um, there's a couple, upon my second watch of this movie, I have a couple tiny complaints about it I found, which tend... Walk with, us through them. Yeah, which <laughs> mostly have to do with just the characters. I never found myself attaching to a character and caring too much about a character. They, okay. they do a, a good job undercooked. on... Yeah, on, like, building on the sheriff and the uh, Allison, um, the nurse, and it's implied they know each other mm-hmm. when they first see each other. Okay, and then they build on that, and they start talking about a kid. You're like, oh, something happened. Then he says, like, about halfway through the movie, it's my job to hate my wife. 
And you're like, oh, they're married. I had no idea. And then you find out their child died and all that stuff. I really liked how they slowly built upon that in the movie. And it felt very organic. It didn't feel, like, pushed or anything. But I still never... Because there were some things with the sheriff where he was like, I consider it my special privilege to hate my wife. I'm like, <laughs> I, I get what they're doing here. I don't... It's kind of... That doesn't make me like you more. And then when he finds the Allison monster in the basement and the doctor's like, I saw relief on your face the night your child died. And this child was not, this was not like a miscarriage, which that would be awful too. Yeah. But this was like a child who was stillborn. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, again, I don't necessarily dislike him more, but I definitely don't like him more at the reveal of this information. And there's yeah. the movie doesn't focus on any of the other characters, uh -uh. so I don't attach to and like them. So I don't find myself caring about the characters as much as I would like. But other than some of that character stuff, I think this is just about a flawless film. Practical yeah. effect, all effects wise, it's perfect in my eyes. Yeah, I agree with you on the acting a little bit, and also I think some of the I think the dialogue just could have been better. I definitely could have been way worse. I've seen way worse, but mm -hmm. it could have been better. I did, because I did the first time I watched it, this movie just blew my mind so much, but upon, like, a second and third watch, I did see a lot of the criticisms that I kind of, you know, scanned over that I was like, yeah, I do see that. The characters could be a lot fuller. That being said, I would argue back that a lot more time was spent on just making sure you really, truly got, like, the eeriness and the depth of the cult. While we don't get information about them... That's okay, because they mm -hmm. did that on purpose. So that, I automatically forgive. But yeah, other than that, the practical effects... Oh my goodness, talk about a gross one. We really <laughs> knocked it out of the park for gross ones, like, right in a row. Because yeah. this one's, like, body horror epicness. <laughs> Since my new thing is eating during these movies, <laughs> what I chose to eat during this one was tacos. That's palsy. I, uh, That's palsy. That, that was actually something I noticed. Um, one of the things that I noticed while I was taking notes on it... Um, I liked the progression of how you saw the monster, mm -hmm. um, which is almost how you have to do it with practical effects. Right. Because when you do CGI, you can reveal a whole monster at once and it not look bad if you've done a good job. Um, but especially the choice in lighting, kind of that, that strobe lighting effect, the use of the red light to kind of imply that evil undertone. Um, I really... That made up for a lot of the dialogue for me, honestly. Yeah. yeah um, it's just getting Right, lost. you were able to overlook it because every five minutes something something just bullshit crazy was going on. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like my... The um, not characters not being fleshed out as much as I'd like didn't take anything away from this film. I just thought the potential for more to be in the film. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. It's like... Everything else is so great. I don't care. <laughs> I think a little bit of, the, of that is lost in it being like an hour and 26 minute film. Right. It's not very long. Right. It really ideally needed to be about 15 minutes to 20 minutes longer mm -hmm. to give us a little bit more solid dialogue and character development. Because um, particularly I feel that way, unfortunately, about the wife. I feel like when yeah. you lose her, that is such an almost anticlimactic moment in the movie. Yeah. Um, it just feels like you lose her and... I, I like how they did the shot of him losing her, mm -hmm. um, but just as a whole story arc, I felt it was kind of underwhelming. Right, because you felt like they were the two main characters. Yeah. yeah. And she just gets drugged and impregnated in a sense. Although I did note, upon my second watch, because the monsters were so much bigger than the people they were growing out of, it's like, what if... 
Because the directors and writers specifically left things very ambiguous so people could use their imaginations. Right. Uh, I actually tend to think that budget and time had more to do with that than oh, a vision, yeah. but maybe it was their vision. Either way, I like it. Mm-hmm. No criticism. It plays. <laughs> but I was like, what if instead of actually becoming the monsters, the people are actually as- acting as these vessels mm. for the monsters to pass Ooh. into the world? Because when the girl's pregnant with the baby, she's not pregnant with that tentacle fetus monster because no. that thing is like four times bigger than Right. Mm-hmm. So he puts the puts it inside of her and then it breaks out. But even when he put it in her, her belly was way smaller than that. So it was almost like her belly became yeah. a portal for it to pass through. Ooh. And like, I don't know, that's just something I choose to believe about this movie now. Like it's a, my head Like cannon. a vagina TARDIS. Yeah. bigger on the inside. A vajardis. <laughs> a vajardis. <laughs> One, uh, TM. <laughs> One positive. <laughs> One positive acting note I actually would like to voice. Um, the doctor... Mm-hmm. He voice. he did actually crush it, particularly after he, he had transformed after into he his like his the void. Off. Um, <laughs> yes, because ooh, the skin peeling off bit across the board might be one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, but man, it plays well because it is just. I mean, you feel that like in your lower loins, how uncomfortable that oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Right your, oh yeah, yeah. And he has a history of some Cronenberg films. He was Ooh. in The Brood, which I, I was looking at my notes I was, from 1979. So he's in there. <laughs> so he has some experience with some of the gross, bloody. Oh yeah, because like the but his hairy name was Calvin. Tentacles. Why <laughs> is his name Calvin? The creepy brother from In the Tall Grass yeah. is Calvin. This crazy doctor's dude is Calvin. Name a good guy, Calvin. Right. The monster, <gasps> the alien from Life is Calvin. I know one. Uh, it's from a show that was on, I believe, NBC or CBS called Harper's Island. It only ran for one season. I told her she was literally telling that. me about Harper's Today. Island it, earlier. It is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. It's one season. If you ever get a chance to watch it, watch it. Well, it's you, you guys. It's horror. Yes. So. We usually watch it like over the course of like two or three days because it's sad. I'll disown my family over Thanksgiving and just come hang out with you. Wow. Harper's <laughs> Island. We make a bomb-ass Thanksgiving dinner because we oh, usually yeah. do corned beef we instead do sushi. of turkey. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love doing different stuff for Thanksgiving. For Valentine's Day, we do sushi and a violent movie. Nice. Ah. We do Culver's and a mm. gangster movie. She's never been to Culver's. Nice. Gotta pop that cherry. You've never <laughs> been to... Hold up. She's not from here. Yeah, because I'm from Ohio. I don't care. She's from, from over here. the border. I'm, I'm from the Ohio the, border. I'm from over the prairie. <laughs> That's no excuse. <laughs> we don't have Culver's. I didn't have Culver's till I got here. Like, I know. I'm bad my at my life this. not having Culver's. You failed as a husband. And you failed as a person. <laughs> You failed as a friend. <laughs> oh, no. I'm attacked. This is a bad podcast. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, rants are our signature. Oh, yeah. Tangents galore. All the things. <laughs> okay, so we, with the movie, we open on a lady getting burned alive. Pretty, what pretty were your bleak. very oh. first initial thoughts in the first, like, scene of this movie? May it's, I jump in? Yes. Set the tone. That's for sure. You have per- our permission to speak. So, while it sets the tone... I hate to break it to every filmmaker ever, I really do, but a cigarette actually will not light gasoline on fire. Pete's probably tried it. Like, that is an unfortunate truth, but, like, if you throw gasoline on coals, do the coals light on fire? No, they get wet with gasoline. (laughs) I've never tried throwing gasoline on charcoal, but I will take your word for it. 
I also haven't had experience. But aside from that, that it still got the message across that these rednecks were not to be fucked with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. right out of the gate. That like, dude is scarier than anyone else in the movie. Oh, the yeah. father? Oh, yeah. The father is the scariest person. Even yeah. scarier than Richard, kind of. Yeah, in a way. I mean, on the opposite end. Like, on the other side. Like He's got the sides. real crazy. The rage crazy. So, yeah. is the Void another planet? Or is the Void like an empty vacuum the, of space and time? I feel so. like the Abyss is like another dimension or planet, kind of. Yeah. It was very Event Horizon. Right. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> there was obviously a lot of inspiration taken from that. I choose, because this is such an homage to H.P. Lovecraft, it's an homage to a lot of other things. But the biggest one is John Carpenter's The Mount, or Mountains of Madness or Prince of Darkness, one of the two. Honestly, both of them. <laughs> but, which are also Lovecraftian things. So, Lovecraft is very about the interdimensional. Um, right. About, like, aliens, demons, and ghosts are all the same thing. They're all the same thing. They just appear to you in different ways. And it's all an interdimensional thing. And so, I personally see it as a dimension. So, I was left with the impression that they could come back. That there is a way that they can come back. Yeah, like, there's... I don't know that they were planning to make a sequel. Sweet sequel. Sequel. Squirrel. Squirrel. It's like SeaWorld for squirrels. <laughs> That's the there. zoo, Macy. <laughs> could you imagine if the zoo had a squirrel habitat? You could just go look at squirrels. I scared like, a squirrel on the porch today. So I'd walk up there and check the mail. Yeah, we have a big fat one that's been eating the bird seed. Nice. <laughs> so anyway. Any hoozles. I can't remember what this Oh, yeah, it's a interdimensional kind of planetary thing. Yes, uh, it was, like, open for a sequel at the end. Like, right, they went through the portal, so maybe they could come back. But she was, like, she was she gone. Was right, true. Like, but so is everybody on that side of the void, because that's where he pulled his daughter back from. I think ooh. if you spend too much time on that side, mm -hmm. you become said weird Cronenberg. So it's thingies. like color out of space Ooh. where everything in on that planet in that dimension was all connected and everyone melded together. Mm -hmm. Maybe <gasps> color out of space. It's <laughs> canon. It's confirmed. Because it's a sequel to The Void. <laughs> I was led to believe that the cop um, seemed to be able to connect to The Void in the same way um, that the doctor could. Um, and that wasn't was apparent in everyone. Yeah. Right, that wasn't apparent in everyone, despite mm -hmm. how close they all were to it. Um, yeah. I also think he makes a comment about um, burning down, uh, like the experiments burned down the hospital. I actually think he burned down the hospital. The sheriff? Uh, or uh, the no, doctor? the doctor. Mm -hmm. Because I think oh, he yeah. did it to drive down infrastructure in the town, because I think at this point, everyone in the town is either part of the cult or in some way connected to it. Like, he has plans like for them that. if they're not a part of the yeah. cult. Yeah. Because, like, the that. only guy we see that isn't part of the cop or part of the cult is a cop from way outside, which he, cause he's a state cop, mm -hmm. um, and the dad yeah. of the girl who is carrying the baby. Mm -hmm. But other than that, and He just didn't know nobody. And that cop... He's like, how'd you get here so fast? And that's never answered. Yeah. There's a lot of things that aren't answered in no this. No reason. No reason. <laughs> a some of the unanswered, ambiguous things bother me maybe a tad, but for the most part, I'm fine with it. But I definitely could see where a lot of people haven't liked this oh, yeah. because of that. Not everyone's up for the ambiguous nature of things. I've seen a lot of reviews saying that, oh, it was really great until it got to the end and then all hell broke loose and I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, but a movie has the climax to something. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, they're not just gonna hang out in the hospital waiting room the whole time. 
We gotta end this movie, man. The scenes in, like, the double basement of the hospital were incredible. I, you know, the whole slogan, like, there's hell, then there's this, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is worse. If anything was gonna capture it in that movie, it is that part of it. Um, that is a truly, deeply, maddingly zombies unsettling. start walking the around guy a spider crawl. Who, with the backwards face, who walk? That's a real guy who bends his body. I like a contortionist. It's insane. Uh, the dude who's, like, slamming his face into the spike is the one that gets mm-hmm. me yes. over and over <laughs> Oh, and over. let me find the name. Because, like, that is just, just deeply wrong. It's horrifying. And it focuses on that for a really yeah, you gotta live long in time. And then he turns and you see them through the hole in his head. And it's like yeah, it's truly cheap. Yeah, this is definitely one there. of the like darkest, goriest ones we've done today. Remember yes. when Justin Long was a movie star? Yeah, he's still <laughs> a star in my heart. So if you're out there, Justin, I love you. <laughs> All right, I'm finding a video. You were my gay Sherpa, the contortionist <laughs> who played. No, that was from Zach and Mary make a porno. <laughs> he's gay with Brandon Ralph. It's amazing. But he's not gay in real life. But he's not gay in... I mean, if he is, only with totally Brandon cool. Ralph. <laughs> and that's totally acceptable. It's totally cool either way. I don't think friend. that Justin Logg is gay. I don't know. Internet? We're all gay sometimes. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. It's more a situational thing. All right. We could do so anyway, the, the guy all in the basement... creepers. Go on. <laughs> the guy in the basement who, like, comes up and is, like, all moving like crabby, like, that's a guy who really is a contortionist, and I'm going to show... You will probably cut this out. I'll. Sh- I have a YouTube ad. We're just. Gonna, I'm just gonna cut this out. Hashtag plug for the shameless company that's doing the YouTube ad. <laughs> it's another ad. Ritz too. crackers. Ritz Hashtag crackers. Ritz crackers. I know I'm white. You don't have to so call me much a cracker. Butter. <laughs> oh great! Now you're white. I couldn't tell from your voice. This is a podcast. <laughs> I get a real face for radio guests. Oh, he's got to give a tragic backstory first. Everyone oh, has yeah. a tragic backstory. That's like part of how you get Whoa. it. Whoa! <laughs> What's he doing? Holy uncomfortable. When was Tyra Banks on him? <laughs> She's got cat. Um, probably after uh, Nick Cannon left because sloppy seconds. Oh my. So yeah, God. everything he's doing in the movie. <gasps> oh! <laughs> but from an America's Got Talent standpoint, what a one trick pony. I know, you can only right. do that so many times. Right. But it's great for horror He's movies, which is what he went on to do. Now we'll say, though, that doesn't make it any less unsettling. No, yeah, because, oh, like, that's, that's wrong. Because <laughs> that's when it looks the most wrong, is when they're going downstairs. This gentleman's name is Troy James. If you get bored, look him up on YouTube. If you want to be deeply unsettled by the way the human body can bend, <laughs> twist, and contort, Troy James. Or, like, even Simon's like, alright. <laughs> Hashtag bamf. Yeah, so there's behind the scenes of that, uh, and it's You know amazing. he does weird stuff to himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta take advantage and of And to that. anyone who's lucky Listen. enough to get into bed with him. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just crawling all over the place. you were presented with the opportunity for a contortionist. Yeah. Come I mean, on. obviously. You have to try. No one's ever been like, I really regret that time that I was with that contortionist. It was awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> does it seem like there's less contortionist in the world these days? Yes. Didn't this seem like something used to be a thing? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you always heard about it. 
like Houdini and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No one cares Hashtag about nostalgia. The mag- <laughs> Hashtag nostalgia. <laughs> that magician that had that TV show where he gave all the secrets away ruined it for everyone. Oh, him! I know that guy. I wonder if he's been killed. The guy that had like the blue face. Yeah, because yeah. he wouldn't show his face. And, I like remember. everyone can figure out who you are. That's not that hard, right? Yeah, you have to be IMDb credited. <laughs> it's like he he went so far to protect his identity, and IMDb sold him out. <laughs> Fuck you, IMDb. <laughs> Can we cuss on this podcast? Yeah, okay. I have the explicit label next to our podcast, so I have to tell my friends you don't have to recommend our podcast to people. We do not expect that, right? Especially if most of your friends are good, wholesome people, because we get it. This isn't necessarily always wholesome, but we are. I'm not in <laughs> no. the business of being wholesome. <laughs> I'm too old. Too I'm old. 32, and I'm. Sweating everything, <laughs> like John Mulaney said. We just watched the John Mulaney stand up, and yeah, being thirty is great and awful at the same time. <laughs> I'm 25 and going through my quarter life crisis. Quarter life. I just finished mine, and I'm How gonna be 28. <laughs> Did you buy a sports car? No. I- yeah, I'm going to be cutting that out well, because that really happened. So I can't put that on the podcast because that's not a joke. Well. Welcome. I mean, <laughs> it's a joke if anyone thinks it's funny. It is. That is true. I joke about it. My husband doesn't think it's funny. Does he listen to the podcast? But he no, he doesn't. It's so. fine. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Do you want me to ease us back in with a random fact that made me really happy about this movie? Yes. And it's just the casting. Courtney's keeping us on the track. Little, the, the little Asian lady, little little Kim. Well, I mean, she's actually, I don't know exactly. She's a little Asian cute girl. In the movie, she's Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, shit! Because I was. I was like, I know, I know that face, but I don't know where. And it's Knives Chow. And I was so excited because I was like, She's a bitch in this movie. Honestly, I just think she's less of a bitch. She's just in so far over her head. And probably shouldn't be in the nursing field if she is this lackadaisical about it. Yeah, because in the beginning, (laughs) she's just kind of a... Maybe apathetic, almost teen. She's not obviously older than a teenager, but that kind of attitude. She's like, whatever. Young college girl. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I do wish they had differentiated more the patient who was currently in the hospital that got killed and stabbed in the eye. I wish she would have been like, a person of color, or like a woman, or like someone obvious because <laughs> the first... Hashtag representation. Representation. <laughs> but also, the first time I watched it, I thought she was killing the meth addict. Oh, yeah. Because they uh-huh. were too similar. They did, yeah, they did. On a line. first watch. Yeah. When you don't, you don't even know, you're not prepared for that scene. I see what you mean, <laughs> but the guy getting his eye stabbed out sure as fuck didn't. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I do. I love this. It's just so, ah, oh, it's so gory but mm-hmm. great and you don't know what you're looking at like I wish I could even try to describe what the monsters and the beasts in this actually look like but honestly it's just straight nightmare fuel that's mm-hmm. about all I can allowed? say oh yeah. yeah oh yeah so when the pregnant girl got Maggie the, uh, Maggie got I just I only remember people by their labels when <laughs> when the pregnant girl got the drop on her grandpa um, I did think that was a truly impressive scene. I will admit I did not immediately see that coming. Oh, no, not um, at all. Until about a second before his positioning on screen. I was like, oh, I knew he was about to get murdered. I just didn't know how. Right. And then, yeah, right. The real you shock is when her. it's her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that one I did not see coming. Uh, so that was a good little fun twist because she mm-hmm. 
she sold it as just being like this innocent pregnant and then just straight straight psycho crazy behind the eyes. She oh, drank yeah. the Kool-Aid she hard. She drank the Kool-Aid hard. And she's pregnant with the doctor's baby. Yeah. So, ew. Now that's what I don't get. What if the woman what was the was the woman just pregnant with like a tentacle monster and then she was pregnant with the baby or how does that work? I Thoughts. choose to believe because I think that that's how this movie is structured mm-hmm. that she's pregnant with his baby. He impregnated her. And then he did whatever ritual he needed to do and like swapped the babies out. So on whatever plane the te- fetus monster uh, was, like, took the place of the real human baby. Okay. Because yeah, I think it's kind of a... out of her. That's, that's a lot. Right. And actually, they were going to have a zoom in on her face of the blood exploding, but they kept getting it in the actress's eyes. Oh. And she had to have her eyes open because she wasn't supposed to be expecting blood flying everywhere. Yeah. But she just couldn't stay because as soon as it got in her eyes, she'd sit up and cough. Because she's breathing in all this fake blood, and it's right. thick, and Ugh. it just stings. So they actually, it shows on her feet, the blood exploding, because mm. they just couldn't get it with their eyes. Very and they shot It this still definitely gets the food. Oh, that is a They shot scene. this movie over, they had 11-hour shooting days over 20 days, and that was it. That's what they shot wow. this movie with. That is an aggressive schedule. Yes. So, yeah, they, time was <laughs> of the essence. But I... Feel people can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't we know everything. Do. But um, I feel like it's a Lovecraftian thing. Like you can't just conjure something out of nowhere. You have to like swap it, right. kind of trade thing. it, something. So yeah. I think nothing that, for free mentality. Right. I think that he swapped them out, essentially, like or that. the baby was sacrificed to create a portal inside of her womb or something mm-hmm. like that. Because that kind of goes with the cult aspect. I of like it too. the ambiguity of the cult. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how much Very of the cult we so. weren't allowed to see. So simple and unsettling. Right. That triangle um, face. And I think that's important when you're watching a movie from a character's perspective who's outside the cult. Because right. the more you Who understand about the cult, the, like you just you get it more. Like that makes the movie less scary as you go on. Right. Um, I thought they did a good job kind of keeping that from us. Mm-hmm. But man, the guys in the hooded face, like the hooded yeah. guys, terrifying as shit. And again, it was such a good organic progression of realizing they're not trying to get in. They're trying to keep us from getting out. Because yeah. at first you think they're trying to get in, but then it becomes very clear. Also, things do not, it does not take long for things to get moving in this no. movie. Oh, all. no. I mean, someone dies like minute two, and then they just, bodies keep dropping like yeah. flies. Some Even of them come back. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them come back. Most of them do. <laughs> and At least the only, once. the only CGI was the world after entering the portal. And then yeah, that makes the sense. The cult members outside, only because the weather was really bad. Oh. And they kept getting rained on and their hoods blowing all over and then oh, you couldn't see the triangle because okay. be, the hood would be folded over or something. Oh, that so that sucks. ended up being CGI. But that probably worked better for the scene where like mm. they all like put the knife out to the side mm-hmm. um, because of the, uh, the, the, the amount of like... Um, precision that you could get in doing that together. Right. Because that is a truly unsettling part. They're yes. just standing they're there sync. with mm-hmm. the knives. That's why us I would rather watch so someone run at me because I know their intention. Yeah. Standing there, what the fuck are you going to do to me? Yeah, it's like if I move, are you, you going to move? About? Maybe if I don't move, they won't move. That's the worst part of us for me mm-hmm. is when they're just standing at the driveway before anyone's moved and you are, you're like, what are they thinking about doing? Mm-hmm. And then they run and I pee my pants. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. So yeah, I, um, I really liked how quickly everything got moving in this. I loved yeah. the cult members. Um, things, the doctor dies almost immediately. I did not see the doctor coming back to life. <laughs> not yeah, at I'm all. I'm not sure I get that part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How did the doctor come back to life? Because I understand if he showed back up as the other being with the skin off of him. Mm-hmm. But he came back... As himself right, As first. himself. Right. So that was a little... Because now, does anybody else in the movie actually come back from the dead? No, because Be- the Bev monster has her body hanging off the front, uh-huh. but yeah. it's not her. Right. It's the tentacles, which the tentacles were made out of bubble wrap and pantyhose. Nice Covered enough. in fake blood. Oh, so. so... They look way grosser than that. Yeah. Yeah, because that is kind of a, I would say, major plot hole in the movie that did kind of distract me for a mm-hmm. minute or two, was trying to figure out how did the doctor come back. Because while I get he is the cult leader, it is clear that he does not, like, ascend to full power until he yeah. has opened the void and, like... Yeah. Trimmed all of his fucking skin off. <laughs> yeah. um, which, again, truly, truly awe-inspiringly upsetting. It's um, foreshadowed when face. Kim is talking about degloving injuries. Yes, I noticed yeah. that mm-hmm. upon ah, second watch. Observant. Yeah, it was my second watch as well, but I, I didn't notice okay. it at the first time. Yeah, that's watch. kind of the thing about foreshadowing. You don't get it the first time. Around. You don't pre-shadow the foreshadow until you've watched the movie. That's already. what they say about hindsight. Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah. <laughs> oh no, we're in 2020! <laughs> Honestly, we haven't been joke. able to make that joke as Did much no this year. Did no one see this year coming? <laughs> Right. Nobody. I'd have liked to have made the 2020 joke this year, but honestly, 2020 has been a hard year to joke about. Yeah. yeah. Someone took a picture sure. of a marquee on New Year's from last year, and it said, Happy Ooh Year, because the end was burnt out, and it's like, you've cursed <laughs> yep. us. Ew. Ew, indeed. But uh, you guys did do the quintessential coronavirus thing. You did start a podcast. podcast. That's true. We planned the podcast That is before. true. The podcast was planned We before. actually recorded our sep- first episode before corona was more than a Now, joke. by first episode, <laughs> do you mean the first one, or this is possum? Because I don't know what you guys consider your first. Uh, I consider what the hell is possum. Yeah, what the hell is possum is awesome. Because we had decided to do the podcast, and we're just waiting for the right time. Because also, this yeah. originally started, we were going to do a YouTube channel. But because we're trying, but we to all have faces for radio. But we, yeah. <laughs> but we all have faces for radio, especially after quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I gotta shave off like five pounds before I can do be on anyone's channel. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. I digress. This movie <laughs> is so gross, but yeah. great also. Yeah, the practical cult, the practical goal. I like that. The practical effects are just. I was telling Courtney earlier, if she or someone told me this had been a movie that was released in the movie theaters, Universal produced it, whatever, I'd believe it. I'd even oh, believe yeah. if I had maybe heard of the director and a couple of things before. It's very high quality, because Itsy Bitsy yeah. was also, I think, a step above the typical indie film, mm-hmm. where the True. where the film seems a little off. You're a little mm-hmm. like, oh, this, this is like less quality equipment, which is fine, because mm-hmm. everyone has to start somewhere. But this is, like, high-quality stuff. It reminded me a little bit of, like, the crazies, like, how it's kind of yes. shot in that shadowy... It's not kinda... found footage. No. I think it is a passable horror film in every way, because mm-hmm. I think the first thing in horror films that kind of gets a pass out of the gate um, is acting. Because, I don't know about you guys... I've never come face-to-face with a 15-foot-tall Cronenberg-like monster. <laughs> I don't actually know what I'd look like in that scenario. I don't yeah. know what I'd act like in that scenario. Mm-hmm. They're doing their best. <laughs> yeah. I know. We can criticize them all we want, but what would you do? Right. <laughs> yeah. What would you do if I'd Beverly run Beast like is a coming bitch. at you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, no. No, thank you. No Audi. tentacle Lovecraftian. 
Well, speaking of Lovecraftian, what a concept when the doctor says, I have seen God and there are things that are much older. And I'm like, oh, oh, shivers. No, again, the doctor's acting is phenomenal. He's amazing. This was a passion project for him. He is so far above indie films, but he obviously loves them. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, yeah, I just love... Because the whole co- Lovecraft concept of the old gods is that there's no good gods and there's no bad gods. There's only chaos gods. Right. And it's that's what this is, like, essentially. Which yeah. I think makes a great deal of sense. Like, mm-hmm. if these are just, like, beings that existed in the void long before time and long before, like, the god of, like, what we consider organization, it's essentially what we consider god. Yeah. Um, he's the person that took all of the crazy bitches, like, pieces and put them in place. Um, it seems to reason that they would all just be, like, chaotic darkness. That's why god starts with, in the beginning, was darkness. Like, it's just because it was crazy bullshit monsters fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I like, what if Hercules. Satan is just Cthulhu? Like, That's just... way more terrifying than a yeah. dude with a pistol. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Who's, like, premeditated, I'm gonna trick them into having premarital sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Meanwhile, to this Hotel bitch, I know. It's like, oh, she's degloving her own face, stabs a guy in the eyeball, and then has the thing tentacles coming out of her mouth. Huge John Carpenter, oh, the thing influence. I was... Tentacles are freaky on principle. Uh, yeah, thanks, Japan. Especially the noises. <laughs> this is another one that the sound is so good and Again, effective. Again, more squelching. Squelch! It's like octopus and squid are two of like God's most unholy creatures. <laughs> the giant squid haunts my nightmares. Nothing with an eye that large should be allowed on this planet. No. And, like, chompers and... For, those are Cthulhu <laughs> babies. It's the giant squid. Yeah. 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 I've talked about before this very indie British movie called The Creature Below, which is so painfully, obviously, Lovecraft. Like, a Cthulhu monster actually comes up out of the water at the mm. end. But all the little babies just look like baby squids. Like, they don't... That's the one thing that I can give really big praise to that show is, yeah. or that movie, is they didn't make Lovecraft babies. They were just the squids and octopuses. Oh, nice. And I'm like... Isn't that oh, way crap. more terrifying? That's more terrifying, because yeah. they're real. Yeah, no, like, giant squids are a real thing that are terrifying because... Anglerfish also haunt my nightmares. I don't think There's anything... There's so much than I thought. Anything that, like, in the darkness under the sea, yeah, they can just stay safely down there. And everything with giant there. in front of the name just, <laughs> just immediately, immediately comes immediately off as, like, a off. titan, like... Yeah. You just imagine the thing could crush a whole city in a day. Right. Zoo. What do you think happens to Atlantis? <laughs> oh, my God. We need to watch that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's... Yeah, it's just terrifying. Like, I lost my train of thought. Whatever. No, oh, no, so, yeah. <laughs> Lovecraftian monsters and the tentacles and the hair and the blood and the ew. Mm-hmm. Just, just very the ew. Ew. for the guts and the carnage. It was toilet paper soaked in wet blood, and they just would take it and throw it against the walls. Huh? And again, this is all so practical smart. effects, like mm-hmm. all of it. And I wish. Oh, watching this movie, I find myself wishing that the thing 2011 would have gone this route. Mm-hmm. Because Studio ADI, we're going to do Harbor- Harbinger Down um, in a, three weeks, maybe? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, i got to check the weeks, calendar. Yeah. And Studio ADI, which is, like, the number one practical effects studio, they did, like, Alien, Aliens, Predator, like, just all the Gremlins, Tremors, <sighs> like, all the things. Oh, Tremors. And so they did all these 
practical effects for the thing 2011, which is the prequel to the original thing. Mm -hmm. And it was the prequel made in the future. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And well, because a prequel made in the past is called the first one. (laughs) We're not going to get into this today, Casey. (laughs) So Studio ADI made all these practical effects and then the studio last minute was like, no, we're going to use CGI instead. And it's fine, but it's obviously CGI. Like, everything's... Even a good CGI monster is obviously CGI. The amount of money you have to pour into CGI to make it as realistic as it has to be to be almost passable. It ends up not being right. worth it. it. takes away the Unless magic. it's something like Avengers or a right. space thing where you're like, well, yeah. you obviously have to do some sort of CGI. I but think when the challenge is being effects, creative. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. When it's practical effects, it's just... It doesn't matter, even if it's not as good as CGI, which this movie like was flawless. Mm-hmm. Like, the practical effects. Oh, yeah. The suits. Like, five out of five for practical effects, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Beverly monster and the fetus monster were, like, guys in suits, and they were so dragging oh the umbilical cord and the body of the woman. Ugh, which I'm like, yeah, it has terrifying. To be a, yeah, it has to be a portal at that point, because that girl, she's very tiny, but she still weighs enough that that umbilical cord would snap. But yeah. still... I'll suspend so, my disbelief. he opens the portal at the end. Guy grabs him and dives through the portal. Oopsie. Where does that guy go? Because yes. he lands there and he finds his wife, who is not yet distorted to Cronenberg. But it stands to reason that he would have landed in the same place as Dude. Well, the doctor said, your wife is waiting for you. I can give you your son just as I'm getting my daughter back. Maybe it's one of those, some people have theories that, like, hell is your personal hell. Like, it's just whatever is hell to you. So whatever's hell to me may not be hell to you. So, so you do you think experience. the void is hell, then? Not necessarily hell, but in the same sense of, like, it is the whatever it is to you. Mm. Like, it's different for everyone. Okay. For, for him, his wife was there. For the doctor, it may have been something totally different with different people. Maybe he went to be with his daughter. Because, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that, like, the longer people stay in that void, that's how they Cronenberg. Yeah, I like that as well. Because mm-hmm. that stands to reason why when he pulled her back. Because, like, he also says that he's tried to do this several times, and yeah. it's gone wrong several times. Um, I want to know if this was the time it went right. Like, what did it look like when it went wrong? If this well, was right. the time it went wrong was the dude slamming his face into a spike over and Oh, over okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, the implication, right. those people are all... Yeah, those wrong. are the ones that went wrong. And Which, granted, they weren't wrong. any better and than the one that went right. And now they're just trapped in literal hell. Oh, yeah, I'm just... Gonna... It's a literal hell. It's a literal hell. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but... Yeah, there was there were great twists in this. The effects were fantastic. The script was solid. The acting was fine. Honestly, the acting was really good. I think some of the plot points with the script were maybe a tad off. And yeah. that was you know, one of the things. I watched an interview with the director and the special effects, the head of special effects. And they were talking about the guy who plays, I think his name is Carter, the cop, mm. the main character. Yeah. That actor's name is Aaron. And he was... They said they didn't consider method acting, but he'd be getting all pumped up for a scene. He'd be, like, kicking the shit out of a chair and screaming in a room. And they showed some behind-the-scenes footage, and Mitch, the state cop that gets killed right away, Mm -hmm. he's, like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy, like, behind the scenes. I, I guess he kind of has to go into every scene like he's already out of breath and tired. He has to look strong yeah. out, Right, almost. and so I think that probably helped a little bit more for just, like, the actual act of being, mm-hmm. like, red. Because he always looks red. Oh, like, yeah. very red. Yeah. He never catches so his I, breath. That was a good choice. Ever. I also appreciated that he did not look... But the first time I watched him, I'm like, he looks a little skeezy. Like, mm-hmm. he's yeah. kind of gross. No, he's not your typical hero face. No, and I liked that. I, I thought it too. was funny that Allison's hair, I recently saw a meme of a guy with really long hair, and it was like curled in the perfect spiral curls. And the meme said, you knew it was a white girl's birthday when she wore hair like this to school. <laughs> and Allison's hair was kind of like that. Where it's Definitely. like, your hair's not naturally curly. Like, someone spent a lot of time and it's just always bouncy and perfect and I just noticed that and thought that was funny because <laughs> it's a like lot of time. you're about to die and turn into a weird tentacle monster yeah but she didn't know that when she got up and did her hair that morning no but she's a nurse nurses do you curl your hair in the morning before work <laughs> that's an unfair <laughs> question it's not bad during the witness <laughs> <laughs> tell me I must know it just made me think of that meme and made me laugh oh yeah <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, what do you guys think was the thing that took you most off guard? Where you were just like, I know there's a lot of what the fuck did that really just happen moments in this movie. What would you say is your biggest one? I don't know, because kind of the creatures in general, but I guess if I had to narrow it down to a moment. It's like, Beverly is pretty shocking. Because obviously the daughter, Sarah Beast, whatever we want to call her at the end, is like extra horrifying. But because you've already kind of seen, like, one or two of these things, it does kind of lose the luster. So, yeah, probably the first time we see Bev fully in the hallway attacking the cop, mm-hmm. and it takes two grown men to bring her down. Yeah. Oh, and that was, <laughs> that was good practical effects, too. Heard some people complain, oh, well, it was all close up and I couldn't make sense of what was happening. That's They're the beating point. it with an axe. Like, that's what's happening. <laughs> they are happening. beating it up. <laughs> It is not that difficult. <laughs> I, I would say probably the hellscape scenes. Um, like, just that whole basement to the basement of the hospital part. I mean, that was that was so well done. Yeah. Um, because it also didn't feel overdone. It didn't feel like they were just, like, mm. wandering through a swarm of bodies or anything. No, each person down there was a failed experiment that had some sort of personality that mm-hmm. was different from the rest, and they were wandering through an opera of their nightmares. Yep. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And it was very well done how they're like, get to the basement, there's a set of stairs at the end of the hallway, and he's like, is it to the right or the left? It's essentially, there's a new set of stairs out of the blue that no one knew about. Like an right. alternate dimension that is open yeah. in the hospital. And it's just, you know what's going on, it's not thrown in your face, and it's unsettling as hell. Like... Even oh just gosh. the fact that it's burnt up, which just makes it look <coughs> so much extra creepy. Yeah. Just the way it's lit and everything. Oh, it looks like it's just all deteriorating and you have no idea mm-hmm. what to expect because this movie just keeps throwing you these crazy monster curveballs that remind me a little bit of kind of the way things morph in Annihilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like kind of in the shimmer when Joe, when she turns into that bear. Oh. oh yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, a little reminiscent of that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that the fe- the fetus monster thing, the Beverly monster probably could have been a little bit smaller, because I feel like it was at the same level as mm. the last monster. Yeah. And maybe that's that's nitpicky. That doesn't actually matter. But I'm from the, the whole video game mindset of the boss. Yeah, yes, at the I end. Agree. And it's like, oh, well, there that's not any worse. There needs to be a progression. Worse. Yeah, it's like, well, that's not any worse than, like, 
the Beverly monster. Right, and it particularly different. Right, particularly in a Cronenberg monster movie where yeah. everything is just as fucked up as the last thing you saw. Mm-hmm. So size can only play so much of a game in that anyway. Yeah. So I, I really do. I especially. It seemed like they they progressed Bev's um, transformation really quickly mm-hmm. from like she was slightly disfaced to full on Cronenberg in like an hour. Yeah. When it seemed like everybody else kind of took, like it took a whole different route for them to even get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's actually the still thing that I don't get is why did she come back as that? And I don't think anybody else did. No, because Allison, I mean, he obviously did something to her. And, I don't know, maybe, well, but it's not even, because it's like, maybe it's implied that if you die in the hospital, then you're becoming a vessel. But the cop and the grandpa died in the hospital, yeah. and they didn't, nothing yeah. happened to them. Because also, it would, it would stand to reason if the goal here is to to create these monsters, mm-hmm. um, then they wouldn't have absorbed the people. Yeah, there's a lot of, again, I really cannot argue with people's complaints about this movie. Because right. there are some things where you're like, why did he do that to right. Allison? Because the other girl was already pregnant with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. So why did he uh, yeah. do that? And did he do it to be angry? Well, he sure didn't seem like it. He th- no. He was like, "You're you're beautiful. You're becoming. I'm making you a mother. That's what you always wanted." Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated when he was just telling her, "You know how your baby died. This is how your baby died." That is. That rough. was so torturous. Oh and yeah. I was thinking her like, acting. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, she's a great actress. She. And uh, she was in a George Romero movie too. Nice. But I was thinking on the way over here, because on um, when we did Itsy Bitsy, I talked. We talked truly, a lot about yeah. Truly screwed up movie. We talked a lot about the almost gratuitous nature of the child violence. Yes. And I think I'm a big Stephen King fan, as you are. Yeah. And the violence against children in that. It's like in a way though, isn't that kind of the ultimate horror? Is losing a child or violence against children? Oh yeah. It's like that. That's dark. That's why that's so prevalent in the horror genre. It's because it's violence against purity, which is always right. like the most terrifying. It's thing. like the the virgin thing, mm-hmm. but that's not a thing that happens with people anymore. <laughs> so it's a, children. I think that's what makes the Sinister series so so mm-hmm. terrifying. Um, is that the demon thrives on the corruption of innocence. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's just kids. And, like, I think kids are terrifying on principle. <laughs> yeah, they kind of are. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, when Calvin will tell me something like, oh, yeah, there was a person, blah, 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 that I saw and said this to, and I'm just like... Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a specific example, but he's said That's before. and I'm, Yeah, and I'm just talking... Talking to him, trying to figure it out. Like, maybe there's a logical explanation for this. <laughs> nope, there's not. <laughs> no. Sometimes you just see ghosts. <laughs> Children are conduits for innocence, like you said. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, the ultimate horror is losing a child or violence against a child. And so, yeah, that comes up a lot. It in does. The in, like, every horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost cliche, except it's so horrifying that it's, it's not cliche. It's it hard almost to beat feels it. like it's a new cliche, though, because while I feel like it used to be a horror movie thing, I do feel like it has become more popular. It was a Stephen King thing, but that was almost exclusive, right. and now it's more like every horror is things now against children. Yeah. Hereditary, which, like, she's kind mm-hmm. of half adult, but still. That is <laughs> a great, great, great terrifying movie. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, that... That sequence where he's telling her how her son died, which she's the nurse, she knows how he died. She doesn't yeah. need to hear it either. Was was really rough, but yeah, there's a lot of questions of like, 
but why? Mm-hmm. And there's a certain level of that that's fine to have. But at some point, you need to throw the audience some right. sort of bone. <laughs> because unfortunately, yeah. the why of that scene makes that scene incredibly gratuitous. Yes. Yeah. Because, like... And unnecessary, Right, honestly. if this other girl is having his baby, <laughs> and she's just an exploding tentacle monster, mm-hmm. then what was that part all about? Right, and she was supposed to be a spider monster, but they didn't have time to finish building and then film the spider monster sequence. So they, they should cut have just it. cut that whole scene <laughs> up then. Right, but I'm like, but even with the spider monster, like, what was the point? And when I was first watching, I thought that he was going to bust in and save her at the last minute, which I wouldn't have been a fan of because it's like, oh, she's a damsel in distress and mm-hmm. the man that she's been estranged from. So you'd rather the damsel die? Yes. He Die. If a man offers to save you, die instead. Fight the patriarchy. But it's, it would just be, like, another right, cliche right. thing. But that's what I thought was going to happen, because that's mm-hmm. what tends to happen. But no, there were no happy endings for anyone. I did love after he found her, and he takes the axe, and he is putting her out of her misery, because she's still alive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there's no sound. It's just silence it and cuts. a heartbeat. That is such a good mm-hmm. one. And it zooms out from the window of the door. For a really long time. So yeah, I, you see him take a few whacks, and it's. I wonder if in the full cut of the movie, she was gonna be like the last experiment before the one he got it right. Right. Like maybe that's what they had kind of intentionally they had originally intended mm-hmm. to film was like her dying, and then okay, now I get what I need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was a test. He had like multiple girls like pregnant with this possibility. Yeah. Um, but then they just ended up not filming it correctly, so they just cut in what they could with the intent of making it make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I think, unfortunately, it leaves that scene um, with a pretty high sense of ambiguity. Yeah. Um, which then makes it feel very gratuitous. And I will say this for the movie. Upon a first watch, you don't notice any of that. No, no. At all. All you notice is the awesome effects. You're just like, craziness. holy shit, where did that come from? Oh my gosh, this is happening. It's the subsequent watches, which you want with this movie because it's so good. This is not a one-watch movie. I do also think that is, in in a lot of ways, the true test of a good movie. A a good movie has to hold up upon multiple, multiple viewings. Right. Yeah, because we've already been blown away by the special effects. We're focusing on the characters now, and there's not a whole lot there. No. No. So these are, in a lot of ways, very... Up until they they project on the screen in some important way, they are very stereotypical characters. They are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even the, the dead baby subplot never drew me into the characters. Right. Because, because they, they don't define it enough. They don't. And there's nothing between them that's, you're like, oh, look at how this is like, strengthened their love right. for each other. Mm-hmm. They just hate each other. Which, yeah. that's, you know, that's... Fine. Like, I don't care that they hate each other. But there's nothing there that you're like, I want to root for them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's sad, and that's it. Yeah. And then you're done. I agree. Right. Like you said, there's not the emotional investment that I have in some of the other ones, even that I had, like, in Possum. Mm-hmm. Because I was so very concerned for our main Actually, character. I enjoyed Possum. Yeah. Yeah, upon the yes. second rewatch, we really enjoyed it a lot. Which, like, I mean, I enjoyed it the first time. I just had no idea what was going on. <laughs> no, I think... I think the possum. 
flashing back to you guys' first episode, <laughs> um, I think the possum symbolized the gentleman's um, inability to let go of what his uncle had like done to him in the past. That's why oh, every time he throws mm-hmm. it away, it comes back. It, it's like a mental scar. I, I want a different mental scar. Yeah, no, because yeah. pretty screwed up, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I thought Ooh. the movie was messed up to begin with. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so. the void delivered on a lot because overall that's what I love it and I'll probably rewatch it again. Oh yeah. yeah. The complaints I have here will not keep me away from right, like, film. I forgive a lot of it because it was either on purpose or I don't think it would have made that big of a difference. Like cause yeah, some character development would have been nice, maybe cut the scene with Allison getting pregnant with the crazy baby. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, use a little bit. Because I'm totally okay with no information on the cult in this. I think that yeah. makes it ten times scarier. So, yeah, I do. I think I forgive a lot of the shortcomings in this movie, which I don't even think there are that many to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of the reason, particularly upon first viewing, you really don't notice any of those things is I do think one thing this movie had down flawlessly was its pacing. Ooh, yeah. I mean, oh, you it are, so good. You are dropped into this hell, and you are in it. And not at the expense of understanding the story. No. Because there's Correct. things, there's plot holes, but those are not because of pacing. That's no. just because of writing or time. This movie could have been two hours, and I don't think mm. anyone would have had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Two-hour movies anymore are... That's pretty average, honestly. Shitty comedies are an hour and 20 minutes, <laughs> and everything else. It's true. It's two hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, the pacing is fantastic in this movie. It's yeah. Really, it really keeps it going. <laughs> Do you have any more thoughts on this movie before we move on to a few little facts and things? I, I think that's pretty much it. It I is this one. Like I said, it's very hard to describe the monsters, which is all I would want to do. To spare you poor people, but honestly, if you want to find out how scary these monsters are, you're just going to have to watch it. <laughs> oh, they're so good. And it's on Shudder right now. Yeah. And there's just, they're so goopy, and again, it's practical effects, so it's so raw so and real. Better. And the sets, it was built in an old high school, which has since been torn right. down. So they had to build walls to cover up all of the lockers, <laughs> the collapsing hallway at the end. All of the staff was behind the walls pushing it closed. Like, office staff and everything were pushing things closed. Oh, my gosh. It was... They they had investors pull out twice. So, you know, this was a crowd, crowd-funded movie. I hate it when people yeah. pull out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pull out, people. It was a crowd-funded film, Keith. Twice. <laughs> and... But they still had one or two bigger investors that kind of helped put everything over the edge. Okay. And they had an investor pull out. So they had to start from ground... From scratch. They got another investor. So they got all of the effects, all the props made. Then that investor pulled out. So they had to lock everything in a warehouse and just sit around and wait and see what would happen. Then they finally got everything going and they had like 20 days to shoot the film. So I think there were a lot of time constraints. I I think this was supposed to be a two-hour movie. Yeah. But they could only do so much... When they storyboarded the movie, they acted it out with action figures. They didn't draw storyboards. <laughs> they literally acted. You can watch the footage. Someone will have a camera from whatever angle they're wanting to film it. And it's like a a He-Man action figure. And like, it's like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, that's how I'm filming my face. I can amazing. submit with time-wise. That is probably a faster way to do it than drawing out every frame. Seriously. Right. Especially if you're bad at drawing and you have to explain <laughs> it to people. <laughs> I've got time for that. But they would, when the actors, when they rehearse things, sometimes they'd film that. And there's a couple scenes where they use the footage from the rehearsal in the actual film. Oh my gosh, instead of the amazing. scene they film. 
yeah, so, yeah. They, oh, they filmed through Christmas and made a void-themed Christmas tree with all of the carnage oh that was left over <laughs> from scenes they'd already done. So there's this picture of a Christmas tree with, like, tentacles and blood on it. Yeah, Macy's Christmas tree. Yeah, Holly, Holly Christmas. <laughs> the Christmas I want to celebrate. No, I would I, I really hope that these guys come out with another movie cuz like you said, I mean if this is what they could do with all those setbacks in 20 days, oh my god, imagine if they had a f- even just 9 months mm-hmm. and a better more consistent budget. Imagine the or baby funder. they could produce in 9 months. It's right? <laughs> Please, make another one. We liked it. We liked it a lot. I'd love a sequel to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even or a prequel, prequel made whatever, the really. I mean, prequel you, made of the future. That was the nice thing about leaving out so much information. I mean, if they do want to do a follow-up, spin-off, mm-hmm. whatever, you've got a lot to work with already, and a lot of people are already intrigued. And again, that Lovecraft is about ambiguity. In love, There's Lovecraft-inspired things that don't have these plot holes, but it's literally just the director or the writer's, I feel like doing this, because Lovecraft is so ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's okay to just leave it ambiguous, and that's fine. And it doesn't... It may mean that you don't like the movie as much, but it doesn't mean the movie's bad. Yes. Right. Is the big thing. (laughs) Because I've heard people say, I give this movie a lower rating because I didn't like that it was ambiguous. Well, that's your opinion, though. That doesn't actually (laughs) cast a judgment upon the movie because... If the movie is aiming to be ambiguous, that's what you have to base it on. It would be an issue if they were ambiguous and they thought they had explained (laughs) the story. Yes. But that was their point. (laughs) Exactly. So... Oh, man. Well, this one's a doozy. This one was... Don't watch it alone. I'll tell you that much. Mm. (laughs) Out of um, five flayed faces, what do you guys give this one? Honestly, I'd give it overall probably a solid four. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say four and a half on... I'm going to say four on first watch with a progressive uh, 0.25 downward progression per each watch after. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think yeah. probably down get... to about 3.25 phases. Yeah. I think you'd get tired real fast of not connecting to the characters. Yeah. yeah. Because when you guys watch Alien, they haven't seen the Alien franchise by the way. I'm uh, bad at life. So I'm not. For my birthday, I get to watch you guys experience for the first time. Yep. <laughs> Happy birthday! It's my birthday! <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Dude. August will be here before we know it, guys. But, what in, month is you'll it? see an alien, like, you care about the characters so May. much, you want to name all of your children after characters from Alien. <laughs> this movie, I can't even remember what any of their names were. <laughs> right, that's why I call them all by their stereotypes. Right. Like, the mm-hmm. cop, the, the cop, girl, the, the white people. The the white there people. is no representation in this film <laughs> at all. There's yeah, one but Asian I get, girl. I, I just the vibe that this is happening in a pretty... Remote, remote location. Like, Midwest community. Even before the fire, this was kind of a lame hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I also... It I, looks like an old high school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would also give this a four. That's what I was yeah. thinking as well. And I, I could see where there'd be degradation on the subsequent watches of this film. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I can't remember what's name. But yeah. And then, uh, do you do you want to go over what we're all watching and reading? Yes. Uh, I'm still reading Saga, so nothing new here. Courtney, anything you'd like to recommend to people? Yay! Um, rewatch Misfits. You've probably all watched it. I'm on my first watch, so I'm enjoying Nathan being obsessed with babies and fun things. Oh, but you're on that one! Yes, I just watched that today, and I'm very excited to, to proceed, because we still haven't seen his power. Like, I know what it is. 
But it still hasn't manifested yet. Save me, Barry! I'm like, it might not even happen until the second season at this rate, because I think I only have like two or three episodes. But anyways, yeah, Misfits is great. Um, I'm watching here. Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go mm-hmm. is one yeah. of the funniest things we love watching. <laughs> uh, we're going to get Macy to watch it sometime. Yes, I will. And then, oh, have a good trip. Yeah, any of you want yeah. to expand your brain a little, have a good trip on Netflix is both educational and hilarious, and Nick Kroll and Anthony Bourdain's story will just make you have hope in humanity again. <laughs> have you been watching anything? I know Saga yeah. can be pretty overwhelming with oh, saga's the emotions. So good. And I read, like, I buy the trade paperbacks. I'm a trade paperback person. I'm not a comicsology person. I'm not a single issue person. It's the trades. Which, for those of you unfamiliar, trade paperback is six issues of the comic. And I read three of them in one day because it was just so good. Trade issue is known for cost ineffective. (laughs) Yes. Hey, you can buy them used in good condition. Really cheap. Saga's fantastic. Other than that, I watched Have a Good Trip with Keith and Courtney today. It was great. I kind of want to go watch it again. It's fantastic. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do it. And yeah, that's what I recommend. So And we have a shout out. We have a special shout out oh, to a yes. new podcast friend in Sweden, which I'm really glad I was raving about the Scars Guards because yeah, if Sweden's done I mean, you guys have done a lot of things right, so yay. But <laughs> you guys have the Scars Guards and I know about the Moomins and Moomin Troll. So, which I think is technically Finnish. I think there's some kind of difference there. But anyways, yeah. Yay, yeah. Sweden. Cultural ambiguity. Yes. <laughs> but we connected with Daniel on Twitter, and he has, he writes movie reviews. So he doesn't do podcasts. He writes reviews. And it is Daniel's Super Sexy Movie Reviews. And you can just Google that, and his site will pop up, because it's DanielSupersexyMovieReviews.com if you want to, like, type in the address. But he writes... About current things, things that are coming out, and also just like super nostalgic things, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, super like eighty stuff. He's super into indie films and B movies and cult classics, and he doesn't just review the movie. He also talks about you know, this was the eighties, and this is where I was the first time I saw this movie, and that's just (laughs) super fun because that's kind of what we all like to do is talk about I mean we talk about our history with films like oh, what's yeah, the, the nostalgia factor like how did this shape you did this affect who you are as a person tell me about that and he does that and it's super fun and it's kind of like going back it's nostalgic and they're awesome and you should check them out and they also have so they have a Twitter and then they have Facebook the Golden Boys of Sundsvall Sweden I'm not sure if I'm saying that right I'm really sorry I'm American so just I need, like, twice as much grace as all the other countries. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, we're from we're the Midwest, so too. We just haven't gotten there yet. Two, like, three <laughs> strikes against us. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, they are, they make really cool t-shirts, and they get, like, some indie horror people to wear the t-shirts, which is awesome, because, yeah. you know, I don't even know if more than three people listen to this podcast, let alone <laughs> have anything to do with any of the content we've made. So it's true. They're awesome. They're so friendly. Like all they wanted, all he wants to do is chat with you about the movies you love, and that's kind of what we're all out to do, anyways. Right? So. That's our favorite thing. So yeah, we're you know hopefully we'll see what the future holds. Maybe we'll get to do something with them sometime. But yeah. Until then, check them out. Keep listening to us. Uh, any reviews on iTunes are helpful because they help get our podcast out there. You can find us on any social media at Confetti Pod. 
you can email us, confettipod at gmail.com. And that wraps it up for tonight. So here's my weird goodbye. And goodbye. Keith, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you guys for having me. Thank Keith you. will be thank here you. next week as well for our. It might yes, be a double, a double feature. feature. If we can find it. It will definitely one. be Swiss Army Man and hopefully might be Thunderpants, but definitely Swiss Army Man. Yes, <laughs> that for sure. So you can count on that with our fourth Olsen twin. Our fourth Olsen, <laughs> the Keith twin. <laughs> the Keith twin. <laughs> but yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye. 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 Balls. 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 Also balls. 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 balls.